November the 27th, 2023, Romans chapter 12, governed by love. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. Family, it's a fantabulous Monday morning, and Father God, we just thank you today. Thank you for another day and another opportunity that you've awakened us. You've awakened us with a mind and a heart that is focused on you, focused on hearing your word, hearing from you, spending time with you, basking in your presence, allowing you to lead, guide, and direct us because your Holy Spirit lives inside us. And family, I thank you. I thank you for each and every day you awake with me in the morning and whether it's in the afternoon at a quiet time and you allow me to spend intimate and personal time with you and the Lord. And indeed, I do not consider that a light task or a light opportunity or light responsibility. Indeed, I am grateful and I appreciate you guys. Gratitude confirms relationships. So as we're continuing in this book of Romans, this fascinating book, God is truly good. We, we are currently in the unit uh, of the outline that focuses on the gospel and our new life. In our previous episode, we entitled Spiritual Lens, where we were inspired to see things from God's perspective, God's point of view. To aid us in this, we we read chapter 12 twice on yesterday from two different translations which were filled with verses that we must apply in our everyday lives. I encourage your family to take time and reflect on these verses and let the Holy Spirit guide you in your direction. This entire unit, these verses 12 through 16, are centered on how as Christians we should live move and have our being so let's delve into chapter 13 and see where the holy spirit led paul then and where he is leading us now governed by love chapter 13. let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from god and those that exist have been instituted by god therefore Whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he is for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes. For the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect 
to whom respect is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to awake from your sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. My Lord, my God, thank you for your word this morning, governed by love. Wow, the gospel in our new life. God, you are truly good. God is good, family, isn't he? The, the, the first part, let's, let's, let's take this apart a little bit. This, these 14 verses, the, the first part of verse 8 that's, is transitional. Let, let no debt remain outstanding. This repeats an important implication drawn from the need for Christians to submit to secular rulers and is the basis for Paul's reminder that Christians owe one debt that can never be repaid, the continuing debt to love one another. Paul returns to this theme of love from chapter 12, verses 9 through 21, highlighting its importance by presenting it as the fulfillment in verse 8 through 10, or summary in verse 9 of the Mosaic law. It's the fulfillment of the Mosaic law. What does that mean? The significance of Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, the love commandment, which we read some months ago, was stressed even by Jesus himself in the Beatitudes, right? Or the Sermon on the Mount in, in chapter 5, verse 43. Even in chapter 19, verse 19, also in the, in the gospel according to Mark and the gospel according to John. And is echoed throughout the entire New Testament. As you continue to read in Galatians, as we'll see, and in the book of James, and the book of 1 John. And what Paul means when, when he insists that obedience to this commandment fulfills or, or sums up all the other commandments is not the ideal that all we need to do to please God is to love, with the implication that as long as we have a loving feeling, we can do anything else we please. No. Nor does Paul mean that loving others is simply the most important commandment in the law or the spirit in which all the other commandments are to be obeyed. Rather, what he is saying is that Christians now fulfill all the demands of the Mosaic law, at least the ones that relate to our obligations to other people, by loving. 
for love is at the heart of the law. Again, as we'll continue, we'll read this in Galatians and 1 Corinthians. The law that Jesus made governing of life in the new realm in which we live. And this law itself fulfills the Mosaic law. Remember what Jesus said in Sermon on the Mount, verse 17 of chapter 5. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law, all the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And as Paul began this section on general Christian ethics in chapter 12 with a reminder of the new situation in which believers now live, which is no longer of this world, So he concludes it. Believers must understand the present time, a time in which we expect ultimately the dawning of the day, as as it says in verse 12. That day of the Lord Jesus that will bring our final salvation. As Paul made it clear in chapter 5, verse 9, verse uh, chapter 5, verse 9 and 10, salvation is a process that is completed only when we are delivered from the outpouring of God's wrath on the last day. And scripture verifies scripture when we read Philippians chapter 1 verse 19, chapter 2 verse 12, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 9. This day comes progressively nearer as the present age runs its course and casts its light back into the time in which we now live. Hence, his appeal to act as those who live in the daytime, as read in verse 12, and to refrain from those actions that are characteristics of the darkness, that world system in opposition to God. Verse 14 makes the same point in different language. We are to surround ourselves with the Lord Jesus, Christ, in such a way that all we do is done through him and for him. And we are not even to give thought to any of those sinful desires that stem from this fallen and sinful world. Father God, in the precious name of your son Jesus, we, as, as, as we are governed by love, we, we equate that with being governed by you we understand that you do not merely possess or possess the characteristic of love but you are love in and of itself as we embrace you we embrace love we embrace grace peace we embrace joy obedience power and authority And we display this because we yield to the Holy Spirit. Yes, Father God, we we are equipped with this fruit of the Holy Spirit to, to maintain our walk on this side of eternity and to share this light with those around us, even with our enemies. For in doing so, your word tells us, we will awaken their conscience to the righteousness of Jesus and you will reward us with favor. We bless you, Father God. We love you. We praise you. We adore you. And we lift you up this day 
and we yield ourselves to all that you would have for us to do. We are your sons. We are your daughters. We continue to say throughout this process that we are your ambassadors. And although we at times we, we, we face persecution, why? Because, one, because you faced persecution when you came in the person of Jesus Christ, the son, your son of you, the living God. You were persecuted because of the righteousness that you brought, of fulfilling the law by the love that you shed. You turned us to turn the other cheek, to love our neighbors, to even pray for our enemies. The world could not understand this as we live and move and have our being by virtue of your Holy Spirit living in us. They cannot understand us either. But Father God, we continue to stand steadfast, unmovable in your truth, in your power, in your authority, that the light that you have shined in us, that you have shown in us, it will shine in those around us. We love you, Father God. We bless you. We praise you. In the precious name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Glory, hallelujah. My family, be encouraged on today. Let the light of the living God shine forth, that you may give glory to God the Father. And those of you, my friends, who do not know this God, who not clearly understand these words that we are saying. It is because of sin. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives and, and held us back from hearing and receiving God's truth. But God said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If out of your mouth you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall be opened. Your ears shall hear. You shall taste and see that the Lord, our God, he is good and he is worthy to be praised. And we want to walk with you, family. This journey was not made to be walked alone. We love you. Indeed, we do. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. And in the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, glory, hallelujah.